0: Hi, my name is Rashidun Bachu. Welcome to the e-commerce unplugged podcast the place to be if you want to learn how to launch and scale your product-based business in Africa. Each week, I'll be taking you behind the scenes and sharing tips and strategies on how to launch, scale, or grow your product-based business. I will also be inviting fellow founders who either own product or service-based businesses to take you behind the scenes on what it takes to grow a successful business. I really hope that you will enjoy this podcast series. Please like, subscribe, or share. Hi everyone, and welcome to this podcast series in honor of International Women's Day. After the campaign that we shot last week, I really wanted to invite female founders to discuss all things uh, starting a business, growing a business and the crux of it. So today I have Sneha, the CEO and founder of Uncover Skincare, which needs no introductions (laughs) because you would have either bought from it or seen it all over your Instagram. But I'll just let Sneha introduce herself.
1: Hey, everyone, and thanks, Rashleen. It is such a pleasure to be here. I'm such a big fan of Rashleen as a person <laughs> and Hekaya. I'm Sneha. I'm one of the co-founders of Uncover. We're a team of three. Um, I have always been in finance, and I know we're going to get into yeah, that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah. Um, but a couple years ago, I decided that I wanted to do something a little bit more purpose-driven. And so I quit my job and joined an incubator program called uh, Antler. And that's where I met Jade and Kathy. Um, and super, super passionate about uncover what we're building, female founders, businesses uh, that are for women, by women, invested in by women. Yeah. So I'm excited to be here.
0: Amazing. No, thank you so much. Um, I think I wanted to do something like this for some time. Sneha and I only connected last year, uh, but obviously been aware of, of each other because I think we launched around the same, the exactly. same time. No, So yeah, it's yeah. really, really nice uh, to have you on the podcast. Absolutely. So I think just I just wanted to delve into your career prior to launching Uncover and whether starting a business and specifically a skincare business was something you always wanted to do. Yeah, so like I said earlier, I was in finance, uh, you know, fresh out of university.
1: I took a job at a bank. Uh, yeah. You know, I was working. What did you study at uni? Um, math and stats. So I was yeah. the math and stats geek. Oh. Um, so nothing, yeah. you know, close to skincare. And you grew up? In 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 Belgium. In Belgium, yes, I grew up in Belgium, and so I was sort of on this career with, you know, in banking. And about eleven years ago, I married my university sweetheart, if Aww, you want to call bless. it, um, who is Kenyan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what brought me yeah. know, to the continent. And I I came here, I continued my career in finance. Yeah, uh, I worked across 10 wow. different African markets directly with entrepreneurs. Oh. Um, and, you know, at some point I was advising entrepreneurs on how to scale their business. Yeah. And, um, you know, after about eight or nine years here, I said, hey, I really want to do this myself. But of course, entrepreneurship on the outside looks all sexy. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, And so that's when I joined Antler, Antler. um, which is an incubator program uh, for anybody who wants to start a business. And we started brainstorming ideas. And honestly, skincare, women's wellness was not like the first thing that... We were looking at i was looking at educational technology marketing technology businesses and uh it was when jedi my uh, nigerian co-founder catherine my korean fo- co-founder the three of us got together and somebody said hey what about building a woman's wellness brand yeah you know for the continent and suddenly in me Something sparked. And yeah. I realized it was because uh, a couple of years prior to this, I had had such a big skin issue where my skin broke out in acne. I went yeah. to a dermatologist in Nairobi, um, and what they gave me burnt my entire face. Oh, wow. And so I lived with burns for about nine months. It was one of the most traumatizing experiences in my life. And so for me, like it literally just. Yeah, so I your... not only had acne, but I had burn marks all over my face. It was like an uh, over-the-counter, two times the -the over-the-counter dosage of retinol.
0: And the damn prescribed this for you? No,
1: it was in a plastic bottle. One of the best dermatologists in Nairobi, no instructions. And I was in my late 20s, you know, so you just slather it on being like, this is gonna fix me. Yeah. And so for me, I would say Uncover is less, you know, of course I'm a finance person, I love business, but there's a very personal passion for me to build a brand um, that ensures no woman loses confidence over yeah. their skin, that promotes yeah. healthy and safe care yeah. um, information, and then together with my co-founders, I think we all bring such unique angles, and so it yeah. just felt right. Yeah, it felt like, like there was a personal passion as well as sort of the business skills that acquired over a decade. Yeah, coming together, and that's sort of why
0: I embarked on that. That's Uncover. amazing. And as a as a mm. woman of of color, obviously living in Kenya now, but Indian heritage. Did you find, or rather, have you found that skincare for us has been an afterthought? Because I mean, it it is in makeup, but keen to hear what you think around skincare.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting you say that, but absolutely. So whether it's me, you know, of Indian heritage, my co-founder, Jade, who's Nigerian, we always talk about how our shelves are filled with global distribution place yeah right so these are big companies in europe they look at a map they're like oh africa is growing quite fast let's import in and hire a local marketing manager but who is actually looking at skin that is more prone to being melanated what who is actually looking at the specific and unique concerns around uh women of color and so for us we always say you know the continent is our priority
0: not an afterthought it is i love that tagline by the way that <laughs> slogan whatever it is thank it's, you it's wonderful yeah,
1: yeah. No, we, we all live here we're focused here we're building a community here yeah whether it's women yeah. of indian heritage um you know women who are originally from kenya we're focused on women of color and yeah. we are a brand for women of color and we do believe that by testing our products here yeah uh, we have a unique advantage to specifically create for the consumer here
0: and do you think that our just because it's interesting yeah. like our skin melanated skin it responds to products in a different way as Caucasian skin.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I remember this because, you know, I I have always had acne-prone skin. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm re- having a relatively good month with skin, but I was <laughs> always that teenager with acne. Yeah. Um, And I know from personal experience that when I got a dark spot post-acne hyperpigmentation, it just took so much longer for yeah. it to go away. And nobody ever got this. They were like, here, just buy this, this vitamin C serum. And I was like, no, but... I've tried it. It's not working. It's not, yeah. um, I also, you know, I also believe that, um, you know, beyond the, the sort of, um, uh, the fact that the skin is prone to hyperpigmentation, it's, uh, you know, there are other elements around, uh, the data that we've collected. Yeah. 40% of women that we were speaking with and interviewed were suffering from acne. That might not be true in other, yeah. other markets. So yeah. we're very data driven and yeah. the data shows that, we need unique focus for this market and skin
0: type. No, I mean that's amazing and it's definitely something that is needed in cuz in in this market basically because a lot of what is brought in is imports and probably skincare that's not totally suiting our skin. So how did mm-hmm. you find your hero product and the product that you wanted to launch with? Yeah. So like
1: everything, you know, we're very community focused. We always call our community our yeah fourth co-founder we're three co-founders but we call it our fourth fourth co-founder um and we interview women and we ask them what are your needs um and what we learned is that post acne hyperpigmentation is the number one skincare concern and so for us we realized that there's two products that we absolutely have to develop the first is a vitamin c serum that actually treats post acne hyperpigmentation healthily but the second is a sunscreen uh that prevents post acne hyperpigmentation if you go out in the weather in nairobi yeah. uh, or lagos or any other sort of sub-saharan african city without sunscreen your post acne hyperpigmentation is yeah. going to get worse yeah and so we spent two years developing a non-white casting fast absorbing um hydrating sunscreen yeah. to encourage the use of sunscreen really yeah. that sunscreen and vitamin c serum that power couple was our hero product Perfect. and it all came from data
0: yeah cuz that's something that you took a little while to develop right Absolutely. so talk me through how mm. does a cuz the, the process that you <coughs> go through is a lot more technical yeah. than the process that we go through so how does that work for for mm. a how does it go from like kind of conception yeah. into into reality. I don't know, oh, you said a gestation yeah. period of two years, it's like, an, nearly like an elephant, yeah, I think. exactly. But no,
1: <laughs> no, I think um, it's It's a very yeah. long process. We take product development yeah. super seriously. I always call our product development a triangle. Yeah. Um, the first part of that triangle is the consumer, our fourth co-founder. We get the data, we get the preferences, we get the needs to create the initial product brief. Uh, the second part is that we have two formula scientists. We have a Nigerian woman, Hillary, who is an incredible uh, formula scientist with over a decade of experience, as well as, uh, you know, someone, a woman of color from the U.S., who then take that product brief and suggest formulations, um, you know, and they then pass that on to the factories in Korea. We produce in Korea. And then the scientists start sending us samples and then iterates. And that process takes a long time because we get the first iteration. We test on women here. Yeah. Then we get their feedback and then we go back and then we iterate. And then once the formulation is frozen, there's stability testing, compatibility wow. testing, yeah. quality control to make sure it is the safest product uh, for the climate, you know, for any other external yeah. air or anything else that's gonna hit the product to make sure you know, we can bring it into the market. Yeah. And then the final process with skincare, you know, it's a borderline
0: pharmaceutical product, so we have to get a lot of regulatory approvals okay. as well. And how long does the testing period last
1: for? so in it depends on the product so for sunscreen we had to go through vigorous testing you know again it's more on the medical spectrum of products so we actually got an external agency in the u.s to test it over three months on live subjects Uh, whereas when it's a cleanser you know the stability testing can be more like a month or a couple of weeks
0: yeah and product development in africa the testing kind of this collaborative space, do you find that you get what you need on mm-hmm. the continent or would you need to learn and in, lean into more kind of other, like you mentioned, the U.S.? Yeah. Is that something you need to do quite often or kind of what's lacking on the continent for yeah. that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a wealth of knowledge, you know, on the continent. And so,
1: you know, like I said, we have a formula scientist that resides here, that's from here, yeah. that understands, you know, skin of women of color, but we always pair it with global expertise as well.
0: That's and amazing. so
1: you know we're working with korean labs which are the best in the world we have sort of international formula scientists as well as local formula scientists and expert and we think it's the the marrying of global and local that makes you know uncover what it is today okay. so i don't yeah, think yeah. we do it without any any of those two aspects yes yeah,
0: that's yeah. amazing and i think obviously your branding is something that really really stands mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. uh and and I'll get into that. Actually, I'll pause. What I actually wanted to ask <laughs> you before we get into the fun stuff around that, talk me through your your fundraising journey. Obviously, you were in the Antler uh. Incubator, but that's really interesting. You guys have done amazing, and I'm sure people would love to hear about that. It almost demystifies <laughs> fundraising.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, no, thank you. So when I think about fundraising, um, it was a nine-month journey for Uncover, yeah. so it was hard. Um, yeah. And I'm always, uh, I always want to be really honest about this because I yeah. always find that people look at the headlines, you know, yeah. Uncover Skincare raised a million dollars, and
0: congrats by the thank, way, that's you know, incredible. <laughs> thank
1: you. No, no. I mean, you look at the headline, you're yeah. like, wow, they're killing it. Yeah. But we faced many rejections. Yeah. Um, we had <clears throat> hundreds of phone calls. I barely slept. I had anxiety. <laughs> like yeah. it was tough. You know, the business was running out of money. Yeah. We needed to raise. We strongly believed in our mission and vision. And we knew that we'd see through the other side, but there were mo- dark moments where you get that rejection. You're like, holy shit, like yeah. what next? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, there are stats that less than 1% of female founded businesses get, get funding. And that was never more real to me when I was fundraising. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is I realized that perseverance, yeah. um, not taking rejections too seriously. I mean, it yeah. could be that it's not the right fit. And, yeah keeping on going that perseverance was really an important factor in us closing our race.
0: No, that's amazing Mm -hmm. Mm because I'm, I mean, just generally there is, I wouldn't say misconceptions, you don't know what you don't know, but kind of lifting the lid a little bit on what entrepreneurship and the journey to success looks like. It's not a linear process. Yeah. Um, You hit rock bottom many times before you get up again and you just keep trying. I think all founders have run out of money and I'm like <laughs> scrabbling, looking under the mattress and no, i joking for yeah. an extra bit that will just keep carrying you on. 100%. So that is, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess it's just diving into the brand. Um, yeah. Your brand really stands out. Skincare can be something which is extremely boring yeah. in terms of brand. <clears throat> and I think recently a lot of brands have taken, A, they've realized that, but B, the packaging, the branding, the feel, the story is becoming like so sexy yeah. for want of a better word. Um, just talk me through that because, like, I mean, my sunscreen uh previously was just so dull. Like it was just so <laughs> dull like, and clinical. It's like you bought medicine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, just to hear more about your branding, your packaging, yeah. that whole the crux of it basically.
1: Absolutely. So when the three of us got together as co-founders and uh, you know, we were thinking about, okay, what do we want this brand to be? You know, we found a document that said, think of your brand as a person. And when you think of your brand as a person, um, you know, start describing its personality traits. <laughs> and the one word that always came up is that we wanted our brand to be bold because yeah. we have a mission that is beyond products yeah we have a mission to empower women to unapologetically be themselves to yeah. love themselves to self-care yeah. and um you know to take healthy care of themselves and so um you know we were talking about this mission and we we're like we want to build a bold brand and then like you say skincare can be daunting, confusing, so many ingredients, it can be boring. There were so many words that were associated with skincare. And when we thought about bold, we thought about bright. We thought about out there. We thought about unapologetically being yourself. And so whenever we were working with a graphic designer or somebody, we kept pushing that word bold Bold. um, and being unapologetically yourself. And it took multiple designers, you know, it took multiple designers being fired and hired it wasn't There's something an easy I want to I just yeah.
0: just put cuz I think uh, it's something we've hmm. spoken about before hmm. and I've had this experience as well. Yeah. People automatically assume because you're from Africa and you are from yeah. Kenya that when you want to talk about packaging, you want to talk mm. about branding that you want mm. an elephant, a giraffe or a lion exactly. on your packaging. <laughs> Did you struggle with that?
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. And so you know for us as a young brand, we thought okay, we want to create this brand that is specifically made for the local audience, but yeah. with a global feel. And so we started working with global agencies, but we found that the interpretation of global agencies of Africa was quite cliche. Um, and yeah. so we were getting, you know, and not exactly the elephant, but you know, something along that analogy and back yeah, in terms yeah. of packaging. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the story that warms my heart is the person that ultimately came up with our packaging was a young graphic designer who was working in the company You know, one day we were like, we've given up on these agencies. We just, we're not getting what we want. And she had a stab at it. And ultimately what you see on the shelves today was her kind of, um, you know, her design, her kind of creativity and the fact that we were able to design with a young local Kenyan designer gives me so much pleasure.
0: Oh, that's amazing because it also just feeds true to your mission and your brand exactly. exactly. And just having someone internally do that for you absolutely is incredible. Because at the beginning, that's what we got as well. I got spears, I got shields, oh, yeah. and I was like, I'm not trying to create armor for people. Yeah, like yeah, it's exactly. just day to day clothing. uh So I, I yeah, I fully resonate absolutely. With that. <laughs> and then how did you pick your um your color palette? Which ones did you lean on? Like how did that like yeah Yeah. no so again um you know we went through many iterations we
1: kept going back with bold and bright um and somewhere along the the way someone suggested this neon yellow to be the binding color and we were like what's better than neon when you want to be bold And so that became the binding color and then again this internal uh team member super talented designer in her 20s started putting things together and matching colors and We were like, yeah, that's, that's it. it. And it was really hard for us as founders to be like, yeah, that's it. We were so critical. But finally, we got, you know, the neon yellow yeah. paired with other bright colors yeah. really felt like it stood for our mission, for what we want women to feel when they're taking care of themselves. But it is amazing when you get that that <clears throat> iteration of that deck. That aha uh-huh moment. You and you're yeah. like,
0: yeah this is the one
1: exactly especially um, when you've had so many where you're like this is not the one this is, and then you're like am i just being difficult yeah. does this really matter you question yourself yeah. but
0: with no, the benefit of hindsight yeah. the fact that we took a year and a half to do it i think that's yeah. the right decision no no your packaging is amazing the fonts everything it just screams out which i think is what thank you're you. looking for right thank you and then correct me if i'm wrong but the mm-hmm. the pimple patch was yes. the one the product you launched with right so we actually launched with three variants of sheet masks
1: so vitamin c so, oh uh, yes green forgive and me it was the sheet vera. mask yeah and then the pimple patch came next yeah and then just recently a couple months ago we launched the full range which is the cleanser
0: toner, toner. moisturizer serum, yeah. and sunscreen so it was the sheet masks which yes were the, um so how did you decide the sheet mask is what you wanted to launch with and of course um just like without giving away secret sources but how did that launch look for you, um, and and like launches since since then, basically? Yeah, absolutely. So sheet masks,
1: um, we came up with that because we knew, firstly, we knew that the full range was going to take two years to yeah. to get through um, if we wanted to do it right, and we didn't want to rush it. We didn't just want to slap our label white label on something that existed. Yeah, um, and so that was one reason we wanted to launch with something a little bit quicker. And sheet masks have a a shorter product development time. The second reason is we wanted a product that is affordable for the consumer to try our brand. You know, we were going against global brands um, that were well-established in the market. We were a new startup. You know, we wanted something that was 200 shillings, 250, 300 shillings. So people could experience our brand, our content, our community, because again, we're much more uh, than products. And so this was a way for us to start building that community and that loyalty. And once we started launching the additional products, we had that captive yeah. um, audience. And so sheet masks really became this affordable, fun way to enter the market and build off of, rather than sort of going in with the full spectrum and competing yeah. with global brands.
0: I think that's really interesting what you said about global brands, because people, um, mm-hmm. they think obviously market saturated, if there's one skincare, no one else can mm-hmm. do it. Obviously our space in Kenya and Africa is not saturated exactly. yet. but. You do compete against exactly. global brands. And for me, I'm wow. a firm believer in branding, um, speaking to your community, <clears throat> which Uncover does so, so well. So, in terms of your community speaking to them, building them, is that something that was there from nascent stages or is that mm-hmm. something that developed as a branded? Yeah, that was part of
1: the core thesis. So, yeah. when we uh, pitched to Antler in the first the first time we ever pitched this business for yeah. funding, you know, um, it was very clear that we had a product side of the business yeah. and an education and community side of the business. And the marrying of healthy, safe products with accurate, reliable, fun, digestible information has yeah. always been the core of Uncover's thesis. Yeah. Um, and so for us, um, you know, content creation, um, working with our community to demystify concepts has always been you know, at the core of the mission. Yeah. And so now today, fast forward two years, you know, we're working on blogs and email newsletters. Yeah. We're working on video-based content. Yeah. We have a skin quiz. You know, We're trying to make sure that we're not just about bringing products in and selling yeah. them off the shelf. Because back to an initial survey we did, we found that the number one pain point with skincare yeah. is actually knowledge. Yeah, and number yeah. two is products, yeah. but actually knowledge. How do I take healthy care of myself? Yeah. No, no, that's
0: really interesting because I think Mm. that the reason I Mm. buy certain products is because I feel educated around them. So that's really interesting that you say that because I think that um, sometimes you just, you go by a brand that you've heard a lot of, for example, um, and you think, oh, these are good products that have been around for a really long time. So I guess as a new brand Mm. making a splash in our Kenyan African market, how important is content to you as a business yeah
1: content is again at the core of what we do and what we're finding is that that relatability of content is what the consumer really wants to see so in one of our focus groups women told us i want to see somebody like me and i want to see somebody like me use these products yeah you know that user-generated content and so what we're trying to find is women who are already fans of Uncover, women who are using Uncover, women who love the product, and then saying, hey, do you mind sharing your journey? Um, You know, I read something really interesting about branding the other day, and it was about how brands in the next decade need to become content creation houses, because that is, you know, that's your asset. That's, you know, that is actually what um, drives um, loyalty and connection With your consumer and so we take the content very seriously not only from the quality from the brand style making it fun and relatable but also in terms of accuracy
0: of information yeah because i think fundamentally i don't know if the pandemic pushed this Mm -hmm. but you cannot just release a product take some pictures blah 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 and hope it sells a brand A, content creation is really important and it should be baked into product and service brands. Absolutely. But also just speaking to your consumer in a relatable way because we are hounded with content nowadays. Absolutely. And if you're not making it relatable, Mm. interesting, exciting for your consumer, they're just scrolling past or not resonating. Yeah, So it's about providing that. Value, which is really important. Yeah,
1: and the yeah. other thing we're finding is that attention spans are so limited today. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And so you probably have, you know, all of five seconds as somebody's flicking through Instagram for them to stop, and then when they stop, they probably watch your video for an average of twenty to thirty seconds. Yeah. So we've also started working a lot with different mediums, so not only Instagram but TikTok. Like, how do we get that short yeah. video that communicates what we want to say that yeah. teaches, you know, the the concept that we want to teach. Yeah. But in a in a short time frame. So yeah. that's been an interesting change yeah. as well as we look yeah. at younger audiences.
0: Actually, you guys have done incredibly well on TikTok. Your viral Thank video. You. You've had <laughs> a couple of viral videos that have had over a mil views. Thank you. Was that planned? Did it happen? Like, what
1: was... No, yeah. that wasn't planned. I mean, obviously, we always said, oh, my God, we want to go viral. Yeah, but yeah. what we decided is that we wanted to focus on TikTok. So that yeah. was the first decision we made. And we decided that we were going to be consistent. And so our social media manager said, I'm just going to post every day for 60 days. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to learn and see what works. And what we found is for the first 15 days, you know, it was fine. Nothing was really yeah. happening. The second 15 days... Okay, we're seeing yeah. a bit more engagement, and then it was on like day forty-five that boom, like one of the videos got a million views. Mm-hmm. We got fifty thousand, you know, extra uh, followers, and that is TikTok, right? Like it's just yeah. it can happen overnight. Yeah. And what we realized it's about consistency of posting, um, learning from the kind of content you're posting, and just sticking to your guns, you yeah. know, because it may seem like on day eighteen, hey, nothing's happening. I'm just posting. Yeah. But that consistency was really what drove. Um, the followership on TikTok. No, no, that yeah, yeah no,
0: that's amazing because you guys grew you. Uh, a lot on on TikTok. And what type of content is it that people like to see? What does it differ mm-hmm. between TikTok yeah. and IG? Yeah, so I, I think it definitely differs. Yeah. Um, and we're of course there's an
1: overlap in content, and we use the content from one on the other. But with TikTok, you know, we're finding it's much more about the trending sounds. Yeah. For example, um, it's a lot more of the fun yeah content um you know we we did a few kind of funny um you know sarcastic
0: yeah. uh
1: pieces that did quite well yeah um you know wh- whereas on instagram we're finding that we can still do the 30 second you know get ready with me like yeah. here's my skincare routine yeah. on TikTok, we were finding like 10 seconds 15 seconds sarcasm yeah. was resonating more with the consumer that's just from our experience i can't yeah. say that as a generalization yeah um but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and we continue to test and see what works best.
0: I personally love a get ready with me day in my life, <laughs> yeah, what I eat yeah. in a day, before and after makeup and, exactly. and skincare routines. It's just, yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is about it, but I just, yeah, I yeah, love quite to, watch to watch it. It's quite therapeutic to watch. Yeah. And then just one thing about TikTok, uh, and these are just musings. Yeah. Uh, obviously the nature of business, mm. the way business is done has just changed, especially as we've grown online. And then these content creation mediums are very important to resonate with your audience. So TikTok obviously is a little bit, um, Instagram's a little bit more curated now. Instagram, there's a lot on Instagram that's a little bit maybe facetious, Mm. I don't know. Um, You just think, oh, I don't know, do do we wanna do that? Do we wanna dance around? Do we wanna, did you have that too? Because sometimes I think, oh, is this gonna take away the seriousness from a business or did you grapple with that at all? Because sometimes I sit there yeah. and think,
1: oh <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like so we always were like, what is Uncovers brand voice? Yeah. What is Uncover's yeah. brand style? You yeah. know, we we spent a lot of time thinking about that. And personally myself, um, and I, I think I can speak on behalf of my co-founders as yeah. well. We're not naturally camera people. Yeah. You know, so I think it was like, okay, what is the strategy here? Uh I think what we found is that there is a world where you can have different tiers of content, right? You can
0: have, as long as it's speaking the same brand language, you know, education, accuracy. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And actually one thing I realized I forgot to ask you is the name, Uncover, how did you guys land on that? (laughs) So really funny story, we were called Naya
1: when we were born out of Antler. And I don't, you know, Naya, uh, you know, had various meanings in in both Swahili, but also in other uh, yeah. languages that was very beautiful. And one day, one of our Somali friends came up to us saying, did you know that this is a derogatory term oh. for a woman in Somali? And we were like, what? And, you know, as a brand that had big visions, but was rooted in sort of female empowerment, yeah. we're like we gotta have a word that means something derogatory, even yeah. in one language. yeah and it was the biggest blessing because it made us think from a clean slate about our name and uncover for us is really about uncovering you mm. uncovering whoever you want to be yeah uncovering your healthy skin um you know uncovering we're all on a journey yeah. of
0: uncovering yeah because i mean mm. it, you can accelerate growth but obviously you're trying to build a mission-based business exactly. as well and getting traction and staying true to that is really important because it will pay pay dividends Um, And obviously, this is something that we're doing to Mm. celebrate female founders such as yourselves who have made such a splash in the market. Mm. So I get, well, they're different. The UN says this year's theme is innovation and technology for gender equality, which is quite Mm. the mouthful. But there's also a lot around embracing equity. But what do those specific themes mean to you, I guess, personally in, you know, as Sneha, but also in the business sense for Uncover?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think for me, when I look at the Uncovered journey, there's two key areas where I feel like that theme means so much to me. The first is when I look at fundraising, um, I'm super encouraged by the number of gender lens focused funds, the, the funds that actually backed us, being one of the few female founded businesses that have attracted funding. And I think for me, as I see a greater focus on female founders, being um being funded yeah. um i feel quite excited and the theme really means a lot to me as a business that was recently founded and hopefully you know we see more of that with more gender lens focused funds yeah. more panels on funding female investors yeah. more focus on why are the biases that exist you know in male dominated investment committees yeah. there yeah, you yeah. know and i think there is something around traditional tech enabled bc just funding men um who confidently go out and Say hockey stick projections, or as women are conservative and they don't yeah, get yeah, the funding, you know. So I think you know around that fundraising journey, it's a yeah. really important theme for me. The second is with two kids and going into entrepreneurship. Yeah, it has really challenged my time, and in my marriage, we've had to embrace equity. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And so I think the balance made. I really, completely. I really, really like that because yeah. last week I got asked about mm. time balance, and I said candidly, I'm not yet a mom. Yeah. and I, I am surrounded by you know moms who are running businesses as well so i cannot talk about (laughs) work-life balance because my time is my own so this is really and i like that you've brought embracing equity back into your marriage yeah Yeah. no
1: i mean i think there was just this default role that we started playing while i wasn't in such a busy job um you know i was consulting before this that wasn't as demanding on my time but the fact that, you know, I'm in this role has meant that me and my husband have to have difficult conversations yeah. around who does what, the division of labor, raising our children, managing our household. And I, I think it's brought out a beauty, um, you know, in terms of equity um, yeah. in our roles,
0: Yeah, it, through hard conversations, yeah. but we got there. Well, marriage at its core is a partnership. Um, yeah. So that, that's really amazing. And then obviously for next huh. generation, uh, boys and girls, collectively it's great to see both your parents working mm-hmm. and striving towards something absolutely. i think it just bakes a lot in into kids but no that's just i mean that's not <laughs> what we're here to discuss um so just kind of your perceptions of the industry mm-hmm. how do you believe the skincare industry is changing especially in africa but also e-com we're both yeah e-com founders so just yeah i'd love to hear what you think about it
1: yeah absolutely i mean i think for me, one of the key themes that I love talking about with skincare, mm-hmm. because even with my Indian heritage, but also the women that we've talked to in our community here, um, is that skincare—the industry in the past was very much about perfection. Yeah, it was very much about um, you know having no scars. There's a lot of colorism, so the yeah. perception of fairness being beautiful, um, you know, and so that beauty standard that was set by TV commercials, by billboards, by older generational beliefs. Was what dominated the industry um, and i think we're entering this new age where women are focused on wellness and health and natural skin over perfect skin they're focused on safety over quick fixes yeah. and so i think it's a really exciting time for the industry i mean there's still a lot to do it's yeah. not like we've wiped out some of these old beliefs but i'm quite excited for the skincare yeah. industry i also think we're seeing an emergence of Brands that are focused on the local market, yeah. which I think is exciting. I, I don't think we could have said the same a decade ago or even no, two decades no. ago. Um, and across, you know, even in fashion, yeah, even course. in skincare, yeah. in makeup, you know, brands that are truly building communities and speaking to the local consumer. Yeah. And I think when it comes to e commerce, um, you know, I love the theme that Hikaya has chosen for International Aww. Women's Day, but yeah. I really do believe that, um, you know, we've seen a huge, uh, you know, penetration in, yeah uh in digital yeah. um you know whether it's in pesa or the usage of e-commerce yeah. in kenya um you know it's still lower than global uh, averages but even with uncover we're seeing so many more of our products bought either through our own e-commerce or yep. third-party e-commerce um and i think that's really exciting because yep. e-commerce is scalable e-commerce has so many more Absolutely. advantages yeah. you know, for businesses
0: no then no, no, that that's incredible i mean i completely agree with that but i also yeah. think like just different facets that the online space has allowed Mm. to bring into the industry like for example doing what we're doing here podcasting doing campaigns i think being uh even aside from just the website which you know is there and is the bread and butter Mm. but just Having these mediums such as Instagram, TikTok, where your brand voice can speak through, I think is is very, very important. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, we always talk about ourselves as a digital first, data driven brand. And what do those things mean? It means that we're using digital tools to spread our message. Yeah. And I don't think we would have been able to do the same thing we did without Instagram, without TikTok, without email marketing, you know, content creation. So these digital tools that we have today are. Are really key to sort of what we call challenger brands yeah
0: no no it's amazing because it's a barrier to entry is lower yes but b it's allowed for a lot of creativity instagram is Mm. still fairly new tiktok is even newer absolutely um and to be able to spur that creativity for me it's just just amazing so i think one thing like like moving on from that was uh, i always like to maybe bring a little bit of humor into it but also (laughs) just Maybe A, you can share with us like skin myths, like skin busters, but also just any like entertaining maybe requests or (laughs) funny skin theories that you guys get through your page.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So skin myths, I've learned so much about skincare through our formula scientists, through the experts we work with. And, you know, as somebody who always had acne, somebody who always struggled with acne prone skin, I always thought using a moisturizer was gonna make my skin more oily. Yeah. And I was constantly drying my skin out, <laughs> you know, with oh. salicylic acid or with other, yeah. other things. And I've never used a moisturizer. And what I have learned is that actually, when you don't put moisturizer, your skin is dry and your skin produces excess oil to compensate and that creates more acne. Yeah. So hydrated skin means less acne prone skin. Okay. Um, and that was a myth that I didn't really have. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and moving from London to Nairobi, I just didn't really wear sunscreen. In London, the sun comes out like four days a year. And <laughs> I was like, oh, but I've learned that come rain or shine, shine. UV rays still come through. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one, my uh, the myth that I didn't need sunscreen in London was not true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but secondly, you know, the usage of sunscreen, how important it is yeah. for hyperpigmentation, like we've talked about. Yeah um yeah no i mean i think that is that is definitely um what i've learned in terms of funny things i i just we're always amazed with how much food people use ah. on their face for skin conditions and he, I was one of them like you know in no, my being, culture no, my mom no, being <laughs> Indian
0: we have definitely put a lot of food on our exactly face. and we
1: always I mean one of the TikTok videos yeah. that did get a lot of views yeah. was like you know you leave the lemon leave the yogurt leave the honey my mom might faint yeah yeah leave <laughs> <laughs> the yogurt in the kitchen you yeah. know actually it can cause irritation um, you know I know that there's lots of old remedies and things yeah. like that but actually we really do
0: believe you shouldn't the expert, put your porridge on your face No,
1: exactly. (laughs) Believe it or not. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I tried that last night. No, I'm joking. Um, But no, I mean, we we keep talking to women. I think toothpaste on pimples is another one.
0: I haven't that before. You know, <laughs> before,
1: yeah. maybe it works for some people, but yeah. actually it's far more risky to put food on your yeah. face. Um, so that myth has been uh, been one that we've busted
0: through some content. So uh, I, like, I sure. really like that one. Instead, we should use the I am spotless pimple exactly. patch, isn't it? I yes, am spotless yes, yes.
1: pimple patch or yeah. toothpaste. We think the I am spotless pimple patch, patch. is far less
0: risky for irritation. And <laughs> what does good skincare look like? Or what are the non-negotiable products that all women should have in there? Absolutely.
1: cabinet yeah so we say the the minimum and we we really like uh having a minimum because mm-hmm. skincare can go as far as 10 steps and you know the Koreans are famous for having 10 yeah. steps but sometimes that's not you know possible from yeah. a budget perspective but also you know who has time you yeah. know when you come home from a busy day of work yeah, yeah, let's yeah. be realistic so we um you know we've got an essentials kit it's cleanse moisturize protect three yeah. words that you can remember cleanse in the morning and evening moisturize and then yeah. in the day make sure you wear your sunscreen yeah and if you do that at a minimum you know you should see improvement in your yeah. skin um but always
0: remembering that it's about consistency
1: and patience nothing yeah. is going to change overnight Yeah,
0: hey, i think that that's really important and i guess <clears throat> gut health is yeah i mean another topic for another day but that's very important as well right absolutely because that is a there's a lot more understanding and aware, awareness around it now whereas mm-hmm. it wasn't just like slap on this cream mm-hmm. and you wake up like super, you know, beautiful. Oh, 100%. And, you yeah. know, there's a stat, um,
1: you know, from a credible expert that we really believe in is that only 20% of skincare is topical. Wow. 80% is your stress, your gut health, your That's sleep, amazing. your nutrition. Yeah. And so, as we think about um, skincare, you could have the best skincare routine, but if all you're eating is fried food and sugar, you probably aren't gonna see See. uh, a change. So I think also looking at skincare holistically is extremely important.
0: That's amazing. For me, it's all about uh, the glow, as in the glowier and shinier I look. Not always shinier. (laughs) Exactly. No, it's all about uncovering that glow. (laughs) Glow. Um, So what's next for Uncover? Yeah, so I mean,
1: we have had a big year already. We launched in Nigeria. Um, You know, my co-founder, Jade, is from nigeria it's been a really exciting launch for us and yeah. we're really working on expanding our community across more markets in the continent uh, we also have some really exciting products under development it's so amazing. we have a target of launching four more products this year Fantastic. which is exciting yeah, yeah. Um, but when i when i look at uncover sort of five years out um, you know we really uh have an ambition of positioning ourselves as a leader in women's wellness yeah. and like i said skincare only scratches the surface. A topical skincare only scratches the surface of what wellness is for women. Um, It's only part of the pie. And so we really hope to provide more and more solutions that are
0: holistic across wellness. That's amazing. No, absolutely incredible. But no, thank you so much for, I mean, we could talk for (laughs) a much longer time. Absolutely. Uh, But it's just really great to have you on here and discuss your amazing entrepreneurship journey to date. Um, And yeah. And just more successful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thanks, And I, you know, big, big fan oh, of other female founded yeah. businesses and yeah. a fan of this podcast and yeah. everything you're doing. So Amazing. It's been no, an absolute
0: honor. Thanks so much, Sneha. <laughs> no worries. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the e commerce unplugged podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple, and Anchor. Again, please like, subscribe, share, or save. And please hit me up if you have any questions.